Hey everyone, welcome to the Dishes and Doctrine podcast. This is episode 57. And remember, our purpose of these podcast episodes is to find the place where motherhood and theology collide in our daily lives. I'm Rachel, your host, and it's good to be back. Um, I've been reading lately in the Old Testament, just slowly making my way through once again. And I always find that Moses is a super intriguing character in the Bible. His insecurities and doubts tend to resonate with many who read the story of this man who was raised up from an Egyptian palace to lead a nation through the wilderness into a land of promise. And just as those who are in ministry can learn from his humble leadership and his wise delegation of responsibilities while leading a group of very diverse people, so we as parents can glean insight into the parenting journey from the life of Moses. And that's why Numbers chapter 20 is so convicting to me as a mom of three, soon to be four, and why I think that all parents can learn from this pretty tragic story. The chapter opens with the sad death and burial of Moses' sister Miriam, and soon afterwards we read the account of a quarrel between the people of Israel and Moses and Aaron. They were grumbling once again about the very real lack of water in the wilderness. Their attitudes oozed with distrust and discontentment, not only with their human leaders, but with God himself. Now, the careful reader of the Old Testament will almost feel a bit of of deja vu at this point, because this was not the first time that the Israelites had been in desperate need of water. For example, back in Exodus 15, the people were left with only bitter, undrinkable water soon after leaving Egypt. And it was then that God instructed Moses to throw a log into the rancid water, immediately transforming it into a sweet, refreshing drink for the people. Then, a couple chapters later in Exodus 17, we read the record of more complaints of the people when they found no water at their new camp. They once again accused Moses and their God of leading them out of slavery of Egypt simply to die of dehydration in the wilderness. Moses called out to God in desperation and was told to strike the rock at Horeb in order for water to flow out to the people. Now, at this point in the book of Numbers, Moses is leading an almost entirely new generation of people. Those over 20 who had left the slavery of Egypt had died during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And it's obvious that the sin of unbelief is still strong in this new generation. And Moses once again turned to God for guidance in dealing with their grumbling attitudes. God directed Moses this time to speak to the rock in anticipation of the miracle that God would perform in bringing water forth to relieve the people and their livestock of their thirst. But Moses started to make some mistakes, and his first one was, instead of speaking to the rock, he spoke to the rebellious people, going against God's instruction. He then proceeded to strike the rock with his staff out of unchecked anger and for his own vindication. Ironically, 
In this disobedient act, he actually fell into the same sin of unbelief as the people that he was leading. It's almost shocking to read that God still performed the promised miracle. He brought water out of the rock to provide for his people. God wanted his own glory, not Moses's, to be known. And his work was an act of mercy to Moses and to the nation. However, this story would end with judgment, as Moses wouldn't be allowed to enter the land he had so patiently waited to see. It's such a sad ending to Moses' life story. But as I read this, I see myself in Moses, because I often, quote-unquote, hit the rock in my parenting. Here's what I mean by that. When my children misbehave or act in unbelieving ways, I often take matters into my own hands. I'm more concerned with my image and the results of well-behaved children than acting in patient obedience toward my God. My children receive the brunt of my angry and offended attitude. I'm more upset with the fact that they broke my rules than God's. My heart isn't grieved over their sin. Instead, my heart is fed up with how their sin interrupts my day. And this kind of parenting can have consequences, just like Moses received. When we parent in independent, unbelieving ways, we might reap children who struggle deeply with that same lack of faith. They might be outright rebellious or battle during their lives a moralistic view of godly living, working only on outward behaviors and not the heart. But there is good news because even when we find ourselves hitting the rock yet again out of impatience and desperation, we have the confidence that unlike Moses, we will still enter the promised land one day. Jesus took the ultimate judgment of our unbelief on himself allowing us to see God's working in our children's lives, to see his mercy in our own lives, and to receive the ultimate gift of himself for all of eternity. Now, I I don't know how your day has been going so far. I don't know how your week has been going, but I hope that you're encouraged to trust that God is doing a work in your life and in your kids' lives And you don't need to take the reins from his sovereign hands. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That way you get any new episodes right to your device. Uh, My life in the next couple months is a little up in the air with the new baby coming, so I'm not sure how consistently new episodes will come out. But if you're subscribed... Uh, You'll know whenever they do. You can also head to rachelperera.me. There you'll find a way to subscribe to any new blog posts. And you can also click on the link there to connect with me on Instagram or send me an email. And as always, until we meet again next time, rest in him.